0: Hey, this is Ricky Rocket, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Josh from Buckcherry. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Check it out. Oh!
2: Episode 246 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best hard rock, heavy metal, rock, and blues talk on the net. Episode 246, we're joined by two special guests who we're really excited about. Uh, straight off the Uproar Festival in Pittsburgh, we have Josh Todd of the band Buck Cherry, a phenomenal band. Uh, so it was great to get a chance to talk to him. We had uh, guitars from the band Keith join us not all that long ago, so Josh was cool enough to jump on the show with us. Also, A man with a brand new band the devil city angels ricky rocket whose name is obviously synonymous with poison so we're going to get to him in just a few minutes but without further ado let's talk to josh todd buck chill i got this feeling on a summer day when
1: you Hey, everyone. With me
3: is Josh from Buck Cherry. How you
1: doing today, Josh? I'm good, man. Just uh, was chilling here in Pittsburgh on the Uproar tour. Our record, uh, fuck, just dropped today, and uh, it's, it's a good day. Cool,
3: cool. Um, thank you for taking time to talk to us. The tour just started. How's it been going so far for you
1: guys? It's been great. This is, uh, I believe, like the third or fourth show, and. Um, the crowds have been wild, and it's it's a great event. There's bands all day and all night, and lots of fun stuff to do. Cool. Uh, what's a like the Upwork Festival? What's a festival like that? Uh, for a band like Black Cherry? Uh, just you know, we get a lot of new people into our band. You know, because you'll have all these different types of fans come into one location, and it's it's an opportunity to get new new people into your music, and and um, also, you know the festival atmosphere is, is a lot of fun because there's, you know, you, you see a lot of uh, your friends that you know you've been touring with over the years, and you guys all get to hang out.
3: Is there any uh, new bands on the tour that you're uh, into
1: checking out? Um, well, I'd never done extensive touring with Escape to Fate, and uh, you know, I co-wrote some songs with those guys, right. and and so it was that's what I was really looking forward to playing with those guys, and and I don't know the Godsmack guys like. Really well, and I'm starting to get to know them. They're very nice. Cool. Now, you guys, you know, I know you guys were just
3: here in Pittsburgh a few months ago at the uh, Alder Bar, and you guys just seem to be out on the road a lot. Does that sort of take a toll after a while? Are you ever looking for a break from touring, or is it you just like always like to be out there?
1: I mean, we certainly have our moments, you know, um, but uh, you know, this is what we do, this is our job, and and uh, we really love what we do, and we're constantly working. And even when we're home, we're working on new material. And so um, I just look at it as like you know we know what it's like not to have it, so we're just right. we like to stay in the game and you know keep keep moving towards our goals.
3: And you mentioned a uh, new material, uh, brand new EP just dropped
1: today uh, called Fuck. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that. Man, Fuck is like one of the coolest things uh, we've ever done. And I'm not just saying that because it just dropped. I just, you know, it's it's an EP. It's six songs. And, um, you know, we were we worked hard on it. And it's just a great piece of the Buckcherry puzzle, you know, a great piece of the catalog. And um, it's just a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, you know, I got to listen to it today. I actually bought it uh, from iTunes. And it's a fun album. And,
1: yeah.
3: And how did the, the whole concept around, like, writing the songs around the word fuck come about?
1: Um, well, we're big fans of the movie Scarface. And at one point it had the most fucks in a movie. And I always thought that was cool. And there's just so many meanings to the word fuck that you can use it in so many different contexts. And and uh, so I thought that would be challenging and fun. And, you know, Keith and I talked about it and we always wanted to do an EP. We had a lot of them growing up as kids. And and um, we get to do whatever we want now. You know, we own our own record label. This is the first effort on our on our label, F Bomb Records, and and so this is the way I always wanted it to be, you know. So this is like the most exciting time for Buck Cherry, for me, because it's so much more fulfilling, right. you know, when you're when you're out there doing everything. Everything's in house, so like the photography's taken by Stevie. We're writing all the songs. The, the record's being produced by Keith Nelson, and we're putting it out on our own. This is all Buck Cherry. You
3: know, you finally broke the ties from the label
1: doing it yourself or? yeah 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 because you know it's it's really a fuck the record fuck is, is kind of a record label nightmare right and that's kind why we that's same. why we wanted to start with it you know we wanted to do everything that was wrong right you know and make it right um now your last album
3: Confessions was a concept album a little more serious so was that was this kind of like just
1: work? yeah yeah you know Confessions uh amazing record right. in my opinion um Took a lot out of us It was a very emotional roller coaster, You know And it's very personal To me as well And you know I had, to, I had to Write and rewrite songs And it was all In the Seven Sins Was the foundation And we toured Almost three years On that record So you know We just wanted to Have right. a good time
3: um, You guys did a Cover of Iconic Pop's song I like it We put you know The twist on it Can you talk a little bit about Yeah it's
1: called I talk. Love It And uh, I wanted to Twist it around And say Say fuck it You right. know and so we did that, and i I remember I approached Keith with this idea. I'm like, there's this pop song, and you know, I have kids, so when I drive my kids to school, I would listen to the song all the time, and when I'm listening to it, I, I love pop music. So I was like, man, this this song is like so crazy, and like these verses sound like a punk rock song to me, and I like taking songs that that you wouldn't necessarily think. You know, would be a rock song and, and convert them and make them really cool and make them sound like Buck Cherry. You know, so that's what we did. That was our approach, and we wanted it to fit into the format that we were working on, the Fuck EP. And and so we just twisted some things around. We got a Crazy Bitch in there too. We threw in there, and and uh, it turned out really great. Yeah, it's a fun song.
3: It's, uh, it's
1: kind of in my head
3: since I, I heard it a couple days ago.
1: Good. Um,
3: you mentioned the label. I just want to touch on that again, real quick. You know, F Bomb Records. Is that something that you guys were working towards forever or was, it, was there a time in your career where you decided you got to just do this ourselves?
1: No, I mean, it's something that you work towards, but, you know, you, you, uh, it's, it's hard to be a free agent, right. you know, because, you know, when you sign with record labels, they want to have options to do more records if they like what you're doing. And so it takes a long time to be able to, you know, get off and be on your own, and and it took us a long time, but it's something that we always talked about, and and now it's happening. Do you think
3: right now it's a little easier for a band, especially one who's been around, to do something like that with the way social media is, and crowdfunding, and things like that?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's ever easy, because everything costs money, you know, marketing costs money, and getting a song on radio costs money, and um, so... I think it's best it's really smart to have an established brand like we do right. I mean we have an established we have a really great foundation so this is the time to do it I don't I don't think it would have been wise to do it at the beginning although now the way music is going it's 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 better for baby right. bands you know um, it's just touring is so expensive so if you don't have an established fan base that's where you have to find money right. you know and so if you're a baby band it's better to have a label that's going to help you out with that to you know establish your brand and then once you get that going you should you know branch off
3: um what's next for Buckcherry cherry after Upward?
1: so many things you know um we're, we're gonna be out here promoting this record for a while because um there's so many good songs and it's going off great live so we're gonna keep promoting this we're gonna go worldwide you know we're going to do the states and we're going to go to Canada and then we're going to go to South America and we're going to Japan in December and then uh hopefully out to Europe after the first of the year
3: um cool awesome uh yeah, good luck with the rest of the tour thanks fuck with the album it's a pleasure talking to you again the yeah. album's called fuck pick it up yeah um thanks a lot Yes. Nice All right,
2: giant thanks to Josh Todd of the band Buck Cherry. Again, their new EP is available now on iTunes. The band is going to be continuing on the Upper Festival, which goes through the month of September. Then they're going to be doing some headline dates. So still plenty of chances to get out and see Buck Cherry out there on the road as well. So I'm going to turn our attention now to uh, a man who's got a brand-new band called the Devil City Angels, which features Eric Brittingham, uh, probably most notably of Cinderella, Tracy Guns, who uh, was founder of uh, both la guns and was involved with guns and roses from the very very beginning so uh, really cool guitarist there uh, also brandon gibbs who was in a band Treep thrills uh, we're joined by none other than ricky rocket who was uh, a man in a band uh, poison who we've been trying to get on the show for a very long time so very very pleased to have ricky incredibly cool to talk to him uh was gracious enough to indulge some drum talk after the interview was over with me so it was really really nice to speak with him so Without further ado, we're going to play a little bit of the Devil City Angels, get to the interview with Ricky Rocket. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show. We have joining us from the Devil City Angels. We have Ricky Rocket. Ricky, pleasure to have you on the show. As I mentioned uh, when you first got on the phone, big Poison fan my whole life. Uh, so it's it's an honor to have you on the show. You've got an exciting new uh, Thank you. exciting new project you're working on with with some real veterans. You've got uh, Eric Brittingham of uh, Cinderella, obviously uh, Tracy Guns, who needs no introduction obviously did time with guns and roses as well as founding the LA guns. And, uh, you've got uh, a great singer, uh, with Brandon. Uh, so let's talk about how did the, how did the project come together?
0: I'll tell you how it came together. It was pretty crazy. And I, thanks again for having me on here, by the way. Sure. Um, what it was was, um, you know, I've never stepped out of poison. I've been in poison like more than half my life. and mm-hmm. uh, it's just you know it's never made sense to do anything uh, it, even if I had a little bit of space to do it. By the time you get it up and running, you know then it's time to do something with poison. And over the last couple years with uh, with with Brett's schedule and what he's trying to do, it just uh, we haven't been working as much. And mm-hmm. I was doing a uh, a uh, Who tribute, actually a um, uh, Keith Moon tribute. And, uh, Tracy Guns was, I, uh, I wound up playing with him, doing a couple of songs with him. And we're down in the green room, you know, and, uh, doing interviews for it. And somebody goes, Oh, look, it's Guns and Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we kind of looked at each other and go, Hey, that's kind of a fun idea, you know. That's and, true. uh, I said, I just had a good, time. I said, Actually, we are a band. The person goes, Are you serious? And I go, Yeah. I said, we're guns and rockets. That's so funny you'd say that. And we all started laughing. And then the next thing you know, I'm over at Tracy's studio, and we're actually talking about doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, um, you know, here it is just literally two months later, and or, about two and a half months later, we have a song with Reverb Nation. We have three songs uh, uh, being mixed right now. And we're doing a tour, and we've got a record. An offer on the table. We've got a management and a merchandising deal offered on the table, and it's just like crazy. It's just been been nuts, and it's almost like everyone's like kind of going, God, we waited for somebody to do something like this. What the heck took you so long? You know? <laughs> yeah. So.
2: yeah, it's it's got to be a thrill, you know. Like you mentioned, you you've been in in Poison over half your life, and you know that that was you know early '80s. Uh, you know, when that band came together, it's got to be exciting to come through with some of the stuff again, you know, to have the newness of it all. Is 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 that accurate?
0: It absolutely is. And, you know, it, it is a lot of it's similar and a lot of it's different. Um, you know, the similarities are, you know, when Poison started, um, you know, we started the basement back in Central PA and... Um, you know, we'd write songs like that. And then we did it the same way when we moved out west here. You know, we set up in a room and it's, somebody have a riff idea and you go, oh, that's cool. Hey, let me play to this. Well, what if you did that? What if that was an A instead of an E or whatever it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, and with, so with this band, we're doing the same thing like we did back in the early poison days, you know? What, what's everybody feeling like today? we sit around and talk and somebody will say, you know, ah, this, you know, you know, my woman did this to me and blah, 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 or whatever. And you start, all of a sudden you go, yeah, I get that. And you start writing a song about how women can bring it down, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm just using an example. But, you know, it's it's like the, a garage band, you know, um, you know the way we used to do it. And it's a lot of fun, you know.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting to hear you say that you're writing in the same room because, I mean, th- there are no shortage of, of, you know, call them super groups, uh, you know, to... You know, use a term that's maybe overused, but a lot of it is, you know, I almost kind of label them as Skype groups because these bands end up, you know, you'll be in L.A., your guitarist is in Detroit, you've got a guy in, you know, Arizona, and, and you're sending, you know, wave files back and forth. Uh, it's, it's nice to hear people cohabitating and writing at the same time, you know, that's a kind of a breath of fresh air, sadly.
0: Yeah. I mean, we almost did that. Uh, we almost did that. And then we just decided, no, let's, let's get together and do this in person face to face. Otherwise it's just, and and this is part of the reason why we're doing a tour, you know, this tour that we're doing is not to like go make a bunch of money because, you know, we're doing clubs and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's to become a band. I mean, that's what we're doing it for, you know, so that, uh, and, and it's crazy just even in rehearsals, uh, I'll look over at Eric and, I mean, within seconds he's pulling something and I'm right there with him or he's right there with me or whatever. Uh, it's it's starting to feel natural just in the rehearsals. But then when you add the pressure of an audience, things change. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we want to experience. We don't want to wait until next spring and go out with a larger act or something like that. And for the first time we get out there and make a mistake and go, shit, how do we handle this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: know? yeah. We want
0: to kind of. You oh. know, get a feel of what that's like sure. now. You
2: know. Now, had you, um, you know, obviously you, you've had a, you know, going on thirty plus years now, a career. Did you, did you know Tracy or Eric? Uh, you know, kind of from back in the heyday, uh, so to speak. Did you t- do much hey, with those guys? With the,
0: oh yeah, I mean, starting with Eric. Uh, I mean, Poison and Cinderella worked together. You know, way at the beginning, like the. the both of our bands uh, opened for Loudness okay. when our very first singles were out. I had Loudness, the band from Japan, absolutely, um, and uh, and then they sort of went you know their way, and we went our way. But we're both from pretty close to the same area. Yeah, um, they got signed out of the Empire Rock Room. We didn't really get signed until we actually moved out of here. Sure, um, and uh, and it, as far and so. You know, actually, Eric actually filled in for Bobby when Bobby wasn't well a couple of tours ago when we were Eric. out with Def Leopard, so he filled in for like two weeks. Okay. So okay. we feel very comfortable with each other. It's very family. You know, mm-hmm. I had Fred fill in for me, actually, Fred Corey, when, uh, sure. when my son Jude was born five years ago. Okay. I've never missed a show in my entire life, and that's the very first one ever in my yeah. life.
2: That's
0: that's a Not good reason. Poison, but, and yeah, I thought it was a pretty good one. Yeah, you know? that's a good reason. Um and uh, as far as uh, Tracy, you know, Tracy and I've done different things. Man, we've been seeing seeing each other and hanging and running into each other for twenty some years out here. And uh, you know, when we weren't sure if if Cece was going to make it back into the band, we actually uh, worked with Tracy for a very short time, for a couple of weeks. Okay, and we stayed on good terms. And uh, so I've played with all these guys. Now Brandon. I actually produced him and his brothers' demo out here ten years ago. Okay, I've known this kid ten years. Uh, he's from Iowa. They opened for Poison at, at, at a show in Iowa at Steamboat Days, and uh, I just thought they were great. Him and his brother both were exceptional, I thought. And I loved family how they helped each other, all that kind of. Uncle was playing keyboards. I mean, it was really cool. I stayed in touch, I worked on their demo, and then uh, they played for a while, and then the the brother quit the band, he was a drummer, and uh, became a police officer, and Brandon stuck with it, and uh, so he's been out touring with uh, um, Eric and uh, John Karabi sometimes, and Mm -hmm. sometimes Uh, a couple of different artists I know that he's gone out with. So he's like that. He's been playing live shows since he's like 16 years old. Right. And so it's it's like he is a veteran. He's just like the best kept secret in the industry. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have done... Right now you just have one single available, correct? All My People is available on Reverb Nation, correct?
0: That's right. And I just heard the rough mix to one of our other songs called No Angels. Uh, which I think is just slamming. I can't wait to share it with everybody. Okay. Um, and then we have two more to follow that. So we'll have four out on tour. And then we'll do a couple of poison songs, a couple of Cinderella songs, okay. uh, a couple of covers to have some fun with. And, uh, you know, so, and we're going to write while we're out there too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's exciting stuff.
2: Exactly. Now, um, are you guys kind of planning on doing, I, I know a lot of artists, you know, talking to Stephen Piercy for example, doing um, kind of releasing song by song, you know, because of the state of the record industry, or are you guys planning on, you know, kind of accumulating these for a full-length album or, or kind of doing these one at a time?
0: Well, we're doing them when we can is really the answer. Okay. You know, we, we, ha- we, had some, we had some time, to, to do this, uh, to Newton's last three songs, so we took time and did it. If we only had a week, we'd only do one song, but um, you know, we didn't really release All My People exactly, it's just a streaming thing. Okay. Uh, well, actually you can buy it, I, I think I've that. But, um, you know, we're not going to do that with anything else, because we have uh, a record company that's very interested, and but we still want to put stuff out for people to hear, right. so we're going to stream stuff, and uh, and when we get enough material, we just want to put it together kind of as a compilation. I hesitate to use the word album, you know? Yeah. Or maybe Neil Young will sign us and we can do his new system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever our main goal is to get music out there and then go play that music live, uh, which is, you know this is how rock bands operate, and we're no different. That
2: yeah, it, it is amazing to think of how much the industry has changed in that respect, you know, since Look What the Cat Drag didn't came out. You know, the, the, the model of how to do this is completely different, you know, so it, it's...
1: It is it
0: is a lot different, and, and the way you get exposed is different and, and all that kind of stuff. However, uh, you know, that, you know, there, there is a certain communication. I think people identify people that can really bring it and connect Mm -hmm. uh, 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 away from people that that really don't know how to do that. There are a lot of bands out there who manage to put records together or songs together and put them out. And then you see them live and either they don't do it very well live or they are a one trick pony that can't really do anything more than just what they put together. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, on that record or that download. And um, and that's not, I think eventually people are going to go, nah, you know, we want a little more than that out of sure. our artists. Right. You now, yeah, and, and I think, I hope,
2: you guys certainly will see them. Yeah, you guys, I mean, the individual look at the resumes, you know, is is more than impressive. Uh, but collectively, you know, you still have to write great songs. And, you know, as the first track is, you're obviously off to a great start. Um, can I indulge you in a question that on rock? First, that
0: first track? By the, I, I yeah, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just nice. wanted to say that, you know, that first track, by the way, was was no way meant to like be this smash hit home run mm-hmm. song. That was a song that we decided would ex- would kind of tell everybody what our sound was like, what mm-hmm. kind of a band, what to expect in the future. It wasn't like. To be a top ten hit or something like that. Sure. It's like let's release it. This is what we're about.
2: So mm. yeah, it was good. I'm sorry I, to interrupt you. There. No, that's quite all right. It gives it certainly gives you a chance to, to, you know, like you said, to know what to expect because you know, you guys came from similar bands, you know, of, of you know the '80s era, but you know with even different sounds amongst your bands. So it was good to hear. You know, where do you go? Are you going to try to do a you know, a, a rehash of the music you did thirty years ago, which you're certainly not doing by, you know, indicating that the single. So it was a smart idea. Um, if I could,
0: well, here's the thing, and, and and if you don't, I just wanted to interject this. This is one thing that you know, Tracy and Eric and I uh, spoke at length about at one point in time. The fact is, is that none of us were like these huge '80s fans because we were in the '80s, so we mm-hmm. weren't a fan of the music. We were just making the music, mm. we're actually fans of the 70s. Sure. <laughs> you know, all of us were, because that's the, the music we cut our teeth with. And I said, let's just stay true to, like, our roots in that way. We don't have a producer now that's telling us that the drums have to have this huge, gated, reverb sound and, and and you can't use ghost notes and the guitars have to be a, a switchblade sound with a, a solo. Like, nobody's telling us that we have to be a particular way, or they're not going to release our stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just doing it the way we want to do it, and this is what it sounds like when we do it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're taking the taking the big business and the AR out of it. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not saying I I'm not proud of what I've done with Poison because I certainly am. Uh, but that was another point in time, and 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 my making that music and everything like that. But I wouldn't want to produce a record like I did in 1986. You know, no way. It wouldn't feel natural, you know.
2: Absolutely. Um, Are are you still working with Rocket Drumworks? Is that still uh, kind of the... Absolutely.
0: I can't wait to... Yeah, go ahead. Could
2: could you talk a a little bit about what Rocket Drumworks is for those who may not be familiar?
0: Uh, yes. Um, I started a drum company about seven years ago. It's a custom drum company. And, uh, you know, we, you know, I mean, just like it sounds, we build custom drums and we do everything here in the United States. And uh, you know, it looks like there's a big fire down here, by the way. Oh. I, not to step here, but
4: oh, in okay. Southern
0: California a scary thing. Anyway, uh, and uh and so we've done really well with it you know it's a very boutique small company and i try to explain to people we're not a miniature version of drum workshop or pearl or Tama at all we are a company it's a whole different Mm headspace. um as a matter of fact i just picked up the drums from the painter i have a painter craig frazier he's a, a pretty prominent airbrush artist in the world and uh he painted a kit for me over top of carbon fiber Uh, I I built a carbon fiber set. So we're going to slam that thing together tomorrow night, and that's what I'm going to take out on the Devil City Angel store.
2: It's got got to be fun. I think everybody who plays an instrument kind of secretly wants to build, you know, I I think there's probably not a guitarist out there who hasn't wanted to, you know, put the parts and pieces and, you know, stuff together. So it's cool to see, you know, guys who have been on the road and know what, you know, instruments need to sound good live and in the studio and things like that. Bring that experience to the drums. You know, that that's really cool. Well, we
0: think we have, you know, we think we have something pretty special the way we go about doing it. It's all handcrafted. So again, it's it's a different mindset. We don't sign a bunch of artists so that they can go out and backline stuff across the world. It's we're for people that carry their own gear mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, really cherish their instrument, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little on the higher-end side, but it's not out of uh, out of the ballpark either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're probably the cost of some of the higher-end, you know, larger companies' drums. Sure. But it's totally custom, and, um, yeah. and you can do anything you want. And with some drum companies, you can kind of do that to a degree, but you pay, and it takes a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we can spin on a dime and change our the way we're producing something. So, yeah, uh, it's a really cool thing. It's all U.S. Very proud of the U.S. Factor, and uh, yeah, we pro- you know I approach drums a little bit differently uh, than some of the manufacturers do, and uh, I'm not going to bore you with all the details. But won't be too, <laughs> no, <that's...
2: laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm a guitarist myself, so I, I probably would be lost in that conversation. I'll, I'll admit, but. I, I... <laughs> You know, I I, I did, I did want to you know touch on that because it is an interesting thing to see. You know, when a musician, as opposed to doing a signature series, you know, from some, you know, one of the big manufacturers. You know, it was interesting to see that you you yeah, got in fact, into that. Yes, I've been
0: offered. Yep, I've been offered that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And I even at, even at this level, even with with my own drum company, I've had a couple offers to like, you know. Uh, produce my stuff out out of china and do a signature line and you mm-hmm. just oversee it i'm like nah, i'm just not that guy I think, so anyway yeah. it kind <laughs> of
2: takes the fun out of it uh I, i'd be remiss yeah. uh, remiss if i didn't ask you ricky is there anything on the on the poison front i know obviously brett is touring the world constantly right now but is there any talk of you know doing a sh- you know anything in 2015
0: well, yeah, there is. Uh, you know, and, and it could get very complicated with two bands for me. But, um, you know, we, we, Poison has been doing, like, the last two years, we've just been doing, like, these sort of corporate gigs, mm-hmm. uh, for different companies, which, which are fun, and they pay very well, and, uh, you know, it gives us a chance to all get together and go play. And, in fact, we have one in October and we have one in January. Okay. But they are the only shows that Poison is doing this year. We're not doing a tour this year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, well I, I had to, right, but yes, this year it would be, yes. Um, for some reason I lost my mind for a second. I'm thinking, okay, January of 2015, right? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Coming quicker um, than we so, think. Uh, yeah. I must have said the wrong date five times today, so... Um, so uh, you know, we, we, there's a few uh, things that are being thrown around right now by our management mm-hmm. for next summer, next spring, and we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is that you know, poison is my priority, and uh, you know, it's it's my baby and it's my first love. But you know, this band is something that I really love and stand behind, and I don't. It's isn't a project, and mm-hmm. that's what I want everybody to know. Nobody in this band feels that way. Tracy, Eric, Brandon, we don't feel like it's just a one-off thing. Let's make a record. It's for it and then let's, get, let's get out. We're not yeah. doing it that way. We plan on, uh, you know, doing this for a while. So, um, you know, we're, we're real happy with it right now.
2: Yeah, well, it's the worst Except thing. I
0: don't know how it's going to be able to work. <laughs> yeah,
2: you might have to get separate buses or something. But, hey, you know, the, the worst thing that comes out of it is that you're incredibly busy in 2015. That's not such a bad thing in the music industry these days. So, you know, roll with well, it. Well,
0: exactly. I feel, I feel very, you know, blessed to be, you know, an older rock guy. You know, I'm not a kid anymore, um, although I I Probably process things like you <laughs> <I> did <laughs> mentally, no um, you know. Uh, but to be able to to get out there and play and make a living at this is still, I just consider it you know to be just such an awesome thing. I mean, there's so many of my peers that have not been able to do that, and uh, you know they're doing something else in life, which isn't a horrible, you know, it's not the end of the world. Obviously, you know. So you know, I, I have two kids, and uh, you know they're the world to me, and. You know that that's the stuff that's important, really. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, but you want to support them. You know, you want them absolutely. to be proud, and excited about what you do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, and they, they um, you know, they, they do change everyone's perspective. You know, and that, that's not a bad thing at all. So, Ricky, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, you guys are going to be hitting the road in early September, if I'm not mistaken, and hopefully we'll see you in, in Pittsburgh for too long. And thank you for being on the show, man.
0: Well. Well, we're not done booking shows, so hopefully we'll be able to get up
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> it may get you downtown. See,
0: <laughs> see it, yeah.
2: Exactly. All right, John, thanks to Ricky Rocket uh, for coming on the show again. As you mentioned, the Devil City Angels are going to be on the road starting in the very beginning of September. Uh, going to be doing a whole slew of dates. I uh, know they're in Baltimore and in Ohio. Unfortunately, nothing in Pittsburgh as of yet, but hopefully that uh, will change before too long. And as you mentioned, Poison's going to be doing some gigs. Uh, later in the 2014, early 2015. So hopefully we'll see them wind back up. Would love, love, love to see a follow up album to Holly Weird, which at this point I can't even remember how old that album is. They did obviously Poisoned, uh, which was like a uh, covers album, but it would be great to see some new material from uh, Poison. Holly Weird, if you have not listened to it, you can find it probably pretty cheap somewhere. It's a great album. Really, really a great album. Uh, probably their best album effort after open up and say ah in my humble opinion so uh, worth going on and finding that record if you can uh, again a special thanks to Ricky for coming on the show and also Josh Todd who joined us at the beginning of the program you can visit us at com or facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks and please visit us on Instagram you can contact us at Rocks at gmail.com also invite you to check out our sister shows at thecastironring.com whole slew of great hard rock and heavy metal podcast so if you're especially into the heavy stuff uh cast iron ring has got a whole great list of podcasts to check out as well so i want to thank you for taking the time to listen it's been it's been a blast and we'll talk to you next time